Welcome to the Jeremy Miles Podcast. I am Jeremy, your host. And once again, today, I will be flying solo with today's education. This is kind of a follow-up to a podcast we did before on resistance training and the importance of resistance training inside of your exercise routine. And I always look at, when we talk about strength and conditioning, resistance training should be the primary focus of that strength and conditioning. Yes, I get it. Maybe you have specialized goals that include endurance training, such as a half marathon, marathon, triathlon, that type of deal. Guide it. Things will change a little bit, but you should still have resistance training in there. However, if we are focused on overall wellness, overall body fat composition, then we really want to dial in and make sure that resistance training is inside of our, pro our program. Okay. Now I want to read you um, some recent information that came out and this was published uh, January 29, 2023. A recent meta-analysis uh, combining 16 studies and data from over 1.5 million subjective or subjects. Muscle strengthening activities were associated with almost a 20% lower risk of cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, lung cancer, and all um, cause mortality. So let me repeat that, okay? Muscle strengthening activities, resistance training, were associated with almost a 20% lower risk, 20% lower risk, cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, lung cancer, all cause mortality. You toss in the diet aspect of that also, you're probably looking up to 50% lower risk of developing those diseases or conditions, okay? So just know and remember that resistance training is going to be very, very important, okay? Now, once again, resistance training is going to look different for every single person. I understand that. Depending on where you're at in your journey, if you're brand new to wellness, brand new to fitness, like I don't expect you, you know, to be getting underneath the barbell and you know, doing barbell movements, okay? And the movements that you do, okay, you might not need to do as much in the beginning to stimulate a great response. Good example is I'm coming off the family, you know, having flu and us, you know, going on a trip, you know, vacation where we still got a few days of workout in. We walked every day, but as far as doing a lot of workouts, it's been minimal for the last three to four weeks. Yesterday was a, you know, what what I would consider a warm up, you know, a couple of months ago, um, just doing probably a 200 meter run, followed by 40 seconds of work on bent over rows with a sandbag, sit ups, push ups squats, really trying to dive into what I refer to all the time, you know, making sure that we're squatting, pressing, pulling, and hinging. So with that was doing three rounds and, you know, it was under a hundred reps of each of those guys. And I can feel it today. I'm sore, right? Just from not doing it. So realize that as you progress, you'll always need to increase maybe resistance, increase volume, increase sets, that type of stuff as you progress along, okay? But I do want to kind of start towards new, uh, what I would call beginners or maybe someone who doesn't have access to a gym, okay? When we're doing body weight, remember body weight movements can be resistance training. So you are using your body weight to stimulate the resistance, okay? And we can look at many different movements that are out there. We have the plank, right? It could be a traditional plank on your forearms, tight, tight core, feet together, okay? to push-ups, to lunges, mountain climbers, air squats, burpees, glute bridge raises, pull-ups, bird dogs, side plank, which we mentioned earlier, just the planks, tricep dip, you have, uh, you know, up-downs, jumping jacks, you know, even a bear crawl, like some of the old school, you know, football for those that, that played football. Um, we can look at inverted row, which would need equipment in the sense that you would, you'd be using your body weight that you're pulling up, you would need the equipment for that, you know, 
single the deadlift, you can do unloaded, you know, just your body weight. Um, so those are just some examples of body weight movement. The thing you'd have to understand is as you adapt, you may have to do more load as far as repetitions to go with the body weight um, or add load such as a vest, such as a rock, um, the, that type of stuff to increase the load. Okay. Um, but you can also look at transitioning into, you know, using machines or weights. Okay. So that's kind of our, you know, body weight routine that would go with that. Now I don't have, and this is where it really becomes individualized. I don't have a set number of, okay, well, Jeremy, how many days a week should I be doing, you know, resistance training from, if I'm doing body weight, I don't have that, right? Generally what I just say is a general recommendation and i'll try not to say general anymore here but is three to six you know training sessions a week resistance wise right so if you're doing kind of full body like you know what i did yesterday with making sure that i pressed i pulled i squatted i hinged you know i would do that maybe three days a week because i'm hitting all of those functions or more of those muscles because i'm doing total body so you could do three days a week total body and be good to go but as maybe you just have like a leg day so maybe if i'm going to ride my bike do a lot of lunges and air squats then maybe, you know, I need to increase it to making sure that I'm doing five to six days of resistance training so that I'm getting all body parts in there, okay? Now, as we transition over to traditional resistance training or training with load, training with weights, okay? I will get a little bit more um, into the weeds or into some specifics here on reps and ranges for you. And this is my opinion. <clears throat> for overall health and fitness, I would love for everyone to spend at least two to three years underneath barbells, learning how to move barbells, learning how to squat the barbell, learning how to press the barbell, learning how to deadlift the barbell, row the barbell. Because if you do that, and the reason I say two to three years is you could gradually increase your load in your strength for two to three years. And I think that is what takes people from being beginners or novice inside of strength training um, to intermediate. And if you haven't done that, that would be my challenge to you. If you haven't spent a good two to three years doing the traditional barbell movements, I would want you to go out and do that. Okay. Go out and learn how to, you know, do those movements and then do a linear progression of increasing load over that period of time. Okay. Now we look at traditional barbell, you know, you've got your squats, you got your front squats, you got your presses. And the cool thing about all this, whether it's body weight, whether it's resistance bands, whether it's machines, whether it's barbells, free weights, dumbbells, kettlebells, the movement remains the same, right? A squat is a squat, you know? So I think that's, you know, something that, you know, we look at is, you know, the squatting movement remains the same no matter what it looks like, okay? Now, just for a little bit more, um, you know, details and for those that are looking for specific things, when you look at building overall strength, okay? So if we're looking at building strength, that says your number one goal is to build strength. You want to work with 85 you know, greater than 85% of your one rep max. So you would establish a one rep max, and then you would work in sets of having six or less to build that strength, okay? So, you know, find out what my one rep max is. I'll say it's 100 pounds. Then I wanted to lift 85 pounds for at least, you know, like in the four to six range to help build strength, okay? And that is a mistake, not strength, when I say this next statement. But this is a mistake I see in a lot of clients I work with. I, the question is, like, are you resistance training and are you pushing yourself? A lot of people will say yes. Let me tell you this. If your training program calls for 10 reps and you could do 20 reps with that weight, you are not 
utilizing that program like it is meant to be. You need to make sure that your intent and your effort inside your resistance training is there. If it calls for 10 reps, then that 10th rep should be super, super hard. You shouldn't be able to do 15 reps of the weight, right? That's supposed to be 10. That means you need to increase the load. So always keep that in mind that, you know, your rep ranges are there for a reason to facilitate a certain response. And you must have the intent and the effort behind that to get the most out of that program. So with strength, we're looking at, once again, eight, eight equal to or above 85% of your winter max for around six or less reps. When you're looking at direct power, you know, single effort, you're looking at 80 to 90% of your load for reps of one to two, and then multi-set effort, you know, 75 to 85% of a one rep max with sets of uh, three to five reps. So if we're talking about creating power and increasing power load, right? Um, if we're looking at building muscle tissue, and this is where a lot of people do have the goals, like, hey, I want to build muscle tissue, or individuals I work with, let's say that we get them down to their goal weight, they get to the goal weight and they realize, man, I don't have as much muscle tissue as what I thought I did. And then a lot of times we have to work that muscle tissue back up in this individual. Then we would want to spend time in that muscle building phase, which is going to be around 67 to 85% of your one rep max with your reps, six to 12 reps. And this is where you'll see like eight to 10, a lot of times inside of muscle building programs, but six to 12 will stimulate building muscle tissue. Once you start getting over 12 reps, you're actually in muscle endurance phase or load, okay? So anytime that you can do something more than 12 times, you're actually working on more muscle endurance than you are building that muscle tissue. So the takeaway with this is if your ultimate goal is to gain muscle tissue, okay? Then I need you to spend inside of your training program around that 67 to 85% of your one rep max doing sets of six to 12. Now, you might not know what your one rep max is. That's okay. You're, when you do 10 reps or 12 reps within that range of six to 12 to build muscle tissue, it should be difficult to finish. And if it's difficult to finish, then it, that it means that it is falling within that load uh, prescription that we are discussing, okay? Um, and then the other takeaway with resistance training, once again, you know, for my individuals that are new, learn the, or learn the movement learn the movement patterns. If that movement pattern needs to start with body weight, if that movement pattern needs to start with bands, that is totally acceptable, totally fine. But we eventually want to build to barbell movements. And I would love to see you spend two to three years inside those barbell movements affecting the technique, but also doing a progressive overload over that time. If you ladies and gentlemen have any questions on resistance training make sure to send me an email be more than happy to answer that once again i want to kind of do this as a follow-up to our first um you know podcast on resistance training because i felt like we did a really good job of explaining the benefits of resistance training itself but i always kind of look at okay who is the listener maybe what do they need to know and for someone that has never done resistance training right they might not know what resistance training is and i wanted to explain it go into detail a little bit and even go down the rabbit hole a little bit on the specific ranges based on your goal. Go make it a great day, and I hope to talk to you guys soon.